How are you Raiders family? It's Berkey here and welcome back after a long, long 10 weeks to Berkey's top 10 previews, round three against the Storm. Um, Storm games are always fascinating. Uh, it's just really exciting to have our boys back on the field um, with the, yeah, call it the first game of the year if you want to, after 10 weeks, it's a long time away. Uh, but really excited to be back here with you guys, sharing the passion about our mighty green machine. Uh, look, Melbourne Storm, always fascinating. The two games last year uh, in Melbourne were probably as good a games as you'll see anywhere uh, in an NRL season. Um, I've just cast my mind over the Melbourne Storm before I get into the top 10. And I personally don't think Melbourne have actually enhanced their side from last year in any way. They've certainly maintained a very high level, but you know they, they, they've lost a few players. I don't see where they've actually made their side better. Uh, particularly in the centres, Justin Olam and Murray and Seve are not household centre names at the moment. Solid first graders, don't get me wrong. But other than that, I, I just can't see where the Storm have really bolstered their playing stocks um, to go that one or two steps they need this year to win the comp. Um, not that it's going to happen anyway, but it's just an interesting dynamic looking at their side as to uh, who they've got in their stables this year. Um, for them to try and achieve what they're trying to. Anyway, that's not my issue, but just an interesting uh, thought I had looking at their side through the week. So let's dive into the top 10. Obviously, we'll start with Melbourne. And I've, the first and foremost, I've gone Cameron Smith and Brandon Smith. Not related, poles apart in the way they play, but I think they're going to add a very interesting dynamic to Melbourne's output tonight. Brandon Smith won't start, Cameron Smith will. So with this new rule change, I expect Cameron Smith to be running a hell of a lot more left and right and picking up his runners. I don't expect Melbourne to play through the middle a lot. I think they might hit the edges a fair bit, trying to win the ruck and trying to win that six again momentum. Uh, the Melbourne tactics of wrestling and slowing down the ruck are now over, thank God. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see if they can take the next step from an attacking prowess to give them momentum to win. So when Cameron Smith starts, that's the gameplay they I expect them to adopt. When Brandon Smith comes on, he's a bulldog. Now, usually last year, Melbourne, when he came on, had him in dummy half, trying to get those quick meters. Similar to when Havili comes on for us, uh, usually Havili would come one off the ruck, where Brandon Smith usually plays dummy half, scoots and goes. So interesting to see that dynamic. If he comes on, how they use Cameron Smith from a, a first half receiver um, as to what they're going to do. But it's going to be a really interesting watch to see how that all pans out. Um, Brandon Smith, as I said, will try and get quick meters from Dummy Off. He's a bulldog up top, very quick on his feet. So he'll try and catch our lazy markers out to get a six again rule, which can be very hard to combat against if we're not on our metal. So that's an interesting dynamic I can see between the storm. Cameron Smith, I think, will do a lot more kicking out of dummy half than in in previous years. Um, so that'll also be something we've got to be wary of, trying to put pressure from him at marker. The big, the big thing with Cameron Smith, like any great player, you can only manage the amount of time you give them to do something with the ball. If you stand back and watch what they're going to do, you, you're going to get caught out every minute of the game. But if you can put pressure on him from the inside, he's like anyone. He can usually hurry a play uh, or make a mistake or something that may. So we've really got to be on our metal to make sure we put a lot of pressure, uh, pressure on him 
when he's got the ball. So number two, I've gone for flat at the line, meaning I can I think Melbourne will play a very flat structure in attack. They'll try and get their big boppers early over that advantage line. Your Bromwich brothers, your uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona, Fanukin, those types of guys, big bodies. They'll really try and muscle over our. We we are a smaller pack, no two ways about it. They'll try and win and get off the ground quickly. So we've got to be careful that we don't let them bounce on their chest to get up quickly. We do have to try and roll them as much as we can without giving away a six-again penalty, uh, but make sure we get up first at marker so we get our defence set. Number three, I've gone for Munster. A couple of things with Munster we've got to be careful of. He's going to be their main kicker, so he's going to be playing on the left side, similar to Jack Whiten on our left. He's got a very, very good left foot kick. So we really have to get up and put pressure on his kicking game. But also with Smith running more from dummy half, Cameron Munster's very dangerous when he gets the ball moving forward at pace in front of his hands or in front of his body. That's when our right side defence, so Nick Kotrick, Curtis Scott, George, uh, Tarpany maybe will be on that, on that right edge defending as well. We've really got to be careful we maintain our line and we don't get caught out, one going up quicker than the other. Because Munster's very good at looking at a hole inside and in behind the ruck. So he'll step off his left foot and then try and feed back into that middle area, that middle corridor, where we might be lazy to get a half break through there. So we just got to be make sure that if he gets the ball at speed, we don't panic. Our inside defence slides across at speed, but also making sure that they don't lose contact with the straight line. Which brings me to number four, Ryan Pappenhausen. I'll get to see it, I'll get to Shans later on. But Pappenhausen is a big danger for us, particularly the you know the five, ten minutes before half time, and particularly if it's tight, the five, ten minutes before full time, where he'll be sniffing around the ruck area. I don't see him doing a lot out wide, but Five metres either side of the ruck, I see where he's going to be most dangerous for us if we get lazy, if we don't start talking, and if we're not up at the play the ball before Melbourne play the ball. So our markers really have to work over time. Pappenhausen loves an inside ball from Cameron Smith. He loves an inside ball from Munster as well. So we've just got to make sure that we really hone in and tighten up that middle area to don't, not allow him to give those half breaks away. Look, let's turn to us. Number five, I've gone for Hodjo. Obviously, we'll probably control 90% of things tonight around that ruck area. So we just got to make sure that we give Hodjo the speed and the time and the field position to weave his magic with this new rule. This new rule will suit Hodjo down to a T, allowing him to control the ruck either way, left and right. His kicking game from dummy half, I think, will be very important to turn back at Okar, Runavalu, Pappenhausen, bringing it out from those corners. Uh, but the big thing with Hodjo that really... Is going to help us, and, that, and that's what I've gone at for number six, is our numbers moving forward. Hodjo's at his best when he moves left, and he's got a, he's got players with him left, but then he can shoot the ball across the ruck back to the right side. Those moves tonight will work very effectively against Melbourne, because Melbourne with those big bodies can get a bit lazy tied to the ruck on the side they think the ball is not going. So Hodjo goes left, dummies to Tarpany, then throws it across the ruck back to see her running straight down the middle, a few metres to the right of the play the ball. That's where Hodjo, and that's where our attack is really brilliant. Last year particularly, the amount of first and second um, uh, plays we got in relation to offloads and so on really helped our attacking game. I can see it even more so tonight. Number seven, I've gone for Jack and George. I think 
them as a halved combination, certainly outwits or outsmarts the Melbourne of Munster and Hughes. Jerome Hughes is not a halfback. He's not a fullback. You know, he's sort of one of those utility type of players. Williams and Jack, in my opinion, now are specialists in their roles. Uh, so we've got, I think we've got a real bonus there with George and Jack. I think these guys have to run more tonight. I want to see Jack running a hell of a lot more, and especially George Williams running a hell of a lot more, particularly if we can get some momentum and really tied out the big Melbourne forwards. I can see George Williams really getting some half breaks, throwing that nice long ball. But more importantly, having a left footer kicker in Jack and a right foot kicker in George adds volumes to your field position and the way you can play the momentum of the game. With Hodge kicking out of dummy half, but having two solid kickers in Jack and George, it's just going to add absolute volumes to the way that we are. We get round the field, get field position, get Melbourne running 90 metres out from their line uh, and really muscling up in out defence, which was so impactful last year. Number eight, I've gone for errors, purely on the basis of the three games I've seen so far this weekend, the Broncos, Eels, Titans, Cowboys, Roosters, Rabbitohs. Uh, errors were a critical factor in all three games. You just can't afford to win games now with 60, with 40% with, with of possession. Usually you might have got close, but with that type of possession now, you're just not going to win a game of football. The odds are really stacked against you with the new rules especially uh, to try and even be in a game of football with 40%. So we can't afford to be making errors in our half at all tonight. If we're going to make any errors, it's got to be at Melbourne's end of the field, 5, 10, 20 metres out from their line, and let them work it upfield. If we're making errors in our half, um, we're going to be caught with our pants down because we're going to have points scored against us. You just can't defend three, four, five, six consecutive sets of six and expect to walk away from your end with no points scored against you. It just won't happen, particularly with a strong, disciplined, well-organised and structured side like the Storm. So errors are, have to be at a minimum tonight, and if we are going to make them, they cannot be in our own half. Number nine, I've just gone for cohesion. I think... It's volumes from last year that our cohesion, our communication, the way our players now know how to communicate um, and little idiosyncrasies between each other, like the Whitehead, White and combinations, wonderful to see. Hodgson and Shans around the ruck area. Um, Hodgson and Papali close to the line. Those little subplots of plays just add volumes to the way the side um, uh, performs, how it adds momentum and how it just keeps other sides guessing about, around what's going to happen. So I think a cohe our cohesion tonight in attack just has to be a step or two above Melbourne and we should get the chocolates. And finally, I have gone for Shans at number 10. Um, I just feel that like Pappenhausen for Melbourne, Shans is a big body. I can see him really working a lot tonight around that ruck area, particularly close to the end of the first half and close to the end of the second half near full time. When these big forwards get tied, his footwork, his runs out of dummy half, his support play, I think will really um, get us a long way to getting a win. So I'm looking forward just to his safety under the high ball, uh, him bringing the ball back. I think Shans along with uh, um, Nick and as well as Michael Oldfield, who's in for Bailey Simonson, really have a big job for us tonight, our back three, to get some massive yards up the field and give our forwards the chance to, to get over the top of the Melbourne six with a lot of momentum uh, and well as well as footwork. The other thing I think tonight as well that we really need to do, and it's sort of my top 10, is offloads. 
offloads in this game now with one ref and a more free-flowing. Second and third phase plays, defences do not want to be making two or three tackles on the one tackle, if you know what I mean. They need, they, they don't want to be in a, a, an arm wrestle of offloads. So if we can get a couple of offloads away, particularly with Papa, who gives a wonderful short ball, um, Havili when he comes on, Sia, Horsburgh particularly, I'd love to see him offload a lot more tonight, uh, just will give us a hell of a lot more field position and attacking options. So guys, that's all for my top 10. As always, I really appreciate your love, support. Hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, the YouTube channel. Love you to hit subscribe there to watch these videos when they come up each week. Uh, so looking forward to the game. A little over four hours now, so not long to go, guys. So guys, as always, this is Berkey. Bleed Green, out.